listener-supported KTOO, welcome to Juno Afternoon, broadcasting live from the homelands of the Aquan and on demand as a podcast. It's the day of love, February 14th, 2024. I'm your host, Boston Christopher Gunnachish Hawa Salamat for joining the conversation. On today's show, Orpheus Project's Conflict and Compassion, Hope for a World in Turmoil concert premieres this weekend. Curiosity Unleashed, the large event from the Juno Steam Coalition for K-5 families is happening February 26th. The Sons of Norway Nordic Film Festival continues at the Gold Town with the Promised Land this February. And Nami Juno offers its next family and friends seminar this coming Saturday. Those conversations, music, and more coming up this hour on Juno Afternoon. This year marks KTOO's 50th year in operation, and we're marking this milestone by celebrating you, the community that has supported locally owned airwaves in Juneau for five decades. Wowzy. As part of our celebrations, we'd love to hear from you, your reflections on how KTOO has impacted you over the years. We're looking for audio submissions that are one to three minutes in length that share thoughts, memories, driveway moments, personal stories about the station and that we can use on the air. To submit, record your message on your smartphone, email it to junoafternoon at ktoo.org. Instructions for getting good audio can be found on our homepage at ktoo.org. We, we look forward to hearing from you. Gunnath Chish, Hawa, Salama, thank you. Hanson Gress, Ka eat with the shoe ye, where Kashuk are ye tin. Jin cut ka kajin talk and a kayaha on a kuk, Gunnish You're listening to Community Supported Juno Afternoon on KTOO at 104.3 Juno, 91.7 Juno Ock Bay, and online at KTOO.org. I'm your host, Boston Christopher. That was Philip Glass is Philip Glass's Mishima and just one of the things that will be on the docket for this weekend at JDHS Yada'a Kathle Auditorium where Orpheus Project is presenting Conflict and Compassion, Hope for a World in Turmoil. William Todd Hunt conducts members of the Amalga Chamber Orchestra playing classic composers plus a new commissioned piece. <laughs> and joining me now to chat about that are W period, Todd Hunt, or mm-hmm. Todd as we like to call him, and Haley Duran, uh, choreographer and costume designer for this <laughs> production. So oh, you're yeah. going to make people move, but also give them clothes that they can move in, which I guess is kind of cool. It's like the perfect combo. Yeah. <laughs> good of cheese for being here today. How are y'all? Doing uh, great. Doing great. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, Todd, I wanted mm-hmm. to mention that, um, well... 
first of all, remind us about uh, Orpheus Project, who you right. are, what you do, sure. and all that good stuff. Yeah. yeah. So we are a local nonprofit that uh, specializes in doing things, I guess, <laughs> musically that are a little bit outside of the box. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, this program is a, uh, a definite example of that. We've, in the past, we've done like the Princess Sophia opera, uh, the, uh, you know, a program, actually a couple of programs about uh, Romeo the Wolf. So uh, local history is one of our, our, our focuses too. And also early music, like everything like pre-JS Bach that we don't really get to hear very much. Nice. Okay. Yeah. And this project, um, Conflict and Compassion, came about how? So we uh, – the big plan for this season was to do Rory Stitt's Opera Q. And due to a few – in circumstances beyond our control, uh, we decided it was not uh, the best time to do it. So after we pulled the plug on that, um, we just came up with something pretty fast. <laughs> and, uh, you know, frankly, um, you know, the Israel-Hamas uh, conflict had kind of just started back when we were thinking about this. And it's like, what do people really need to mm. – yeah, what, what, what do people need? Here. And I hope – lot, yeah, hope. And yeah. you know, people have a lot of anxiety about – well, not just that, but about a lot of things. So it's trying mm-hmm. to address that. And um, well, a little blurb from the, the press release you know, I sent out about this is that it is a production designed to address the growing sense of dread many people feel with the continued escalation of violence and war around the globe. And and, and you know, and even it, I think it grows goes beyond that a little bit too. It just addressing, or trying to address, or trying to soothe, um, you know, every, people's everyday anxiety about all the things because there are lots of little things that creep up. There's and, wars all over the world. There's yeah. eighty million inches of snow in oh Juneau. Yeah. There's all yeah. kinds of pile of unpaid bills at home, causing us you know? stress. Right? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like how how can we deal with this and. Well, do we come to a conclusion it's like this is exactly what you need to do? We present some ideas and thoughts, and yeah, and 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 hope for the best. So, do you pick the music based on sort of the kind of feeling that you're wanting the yeah, audience to go away yeah, totally. with? So, there are all these little arcs of conflict and compassion. You might think so. There's like conflict and resolution. Mm-hmm. I'll, Mostly the resolutions don't feel real good, I don't think, until the end. And then it's like, well, wait a minute. Was that a good resolution? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so it's it's the ideal is we've got this big arc through the whole program, which is like an hour and 20 minutes okay. total. Like no intermission, just straight through like a short movie. Um, and all of these little kind of bumps growing. The, musically, I like to think that it gets more and more complex and a little gnarly mm. um, as you go through sort of like history has done or it feels like history has done. You know, it's nice. like the problems of a few decades ago felt really bad at right. the time. And we look back and go, oh, weren't those nice days? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're talking to Orpheus Project about the Conflict and Compassion concert. It's at JDHS Yudakathlea Auditorium this Saturday, February 17th at 7.30 and Sunday, February 18th at 2 p.m. So, Todd, tell us what's on the program, the classical stuff, and mm-hmm. then we'll move into talking about the new piece. Right. Okay. So, uh, the first thing on the program is kind of fun. And Haley here 
kind of helped <laughs> talk me into it. So, and for those of you listening, I'm not going to like put it in the program. It's not going to be anywhere else. But if you know, or if you don't know, John Cage's four minutes and 33 seconds, <laughs> It is a special piece of, quote, music <laughs> that <Yeah>. is completely <laughs> silent oh. for four minutes and 33 seconds. And this silent is what, music. Yeah. Silent. So it's it's in the intent is to push the audience into a place of being uncomfortable and like not knowing what's going on. But also also meditative. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that that was kind of my influence through the arc of the choreography mm -hmm. was, um, you know, what do we need and, or what do I think we need? And I don't know, but I know for me personally, I need reflection. I need mm. to feel connected to humanity. And so sometimes having a minute of silence is a great gateway to yeah. that. And mm -hmm. then a lot of my pieces are focused on more of that reflection. Yep. So I, and there's a lot of meditative yeah. moments. And that's in, why I pushed for Cage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was yeah. a good Which way is, to set the tone. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. So that's interesting because I think there's a play, I think it's Brecht maybe, or mm -hmm. it might be Pinter, but I think it's Brecht where um, there, there's nothing. It's a play. It's, oh. There's nothing. There's nothing happening. <laughs> Right, the stage is empty. It's an empty stage, yeah. and that's the play. So it's like the 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 play, the sort of negative of, space, kind of I right. guess, in yeah. terms of like mm -hmm. what fills that, and right. and that's really interesting. And so you choreograph that piece. Yeah. Basically, yeah. <laughs> that's a dance piece that doesn't that's have dance. Doesn't have any no <laughs> dancing, yeah. no music. Right. Yes, exactly. I love it. Yeah. That's, that's great. All right, what else is on right. the program? So uh, the, a lot of Philip Glass, like we listened to mm -hmm. um, on the intro, I guess, unless you're listening to the podcast, we're sorry. Go listen to some Philip Glass. It's great. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, a couple of solo piano pieces and a couple of movements from that are arranged from a string quartet that uh, from Mishima, which is a, a, a movie score that Philip Glass did. Okay. So there's like a lot of uh, nice meditative things in, in um, Philip Glass. But one thing I found about him is his music is very meditative, but it it doesn't feel like it has real resolution. You mm. know, you just kind of go and you have this time and then it's over and that's it. Mm. You don't get the big pop chord at the end to let right. you know that it's done and everything's going to be okay. Um, we also have a, a fair amount of J.S. Bach on the oh, program. Of course. Of course, because how could you do a program yeah. <laughs> like this without J.S. Bach? <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a uh, chorale prelude on uh, Nun kommt der Heidenheiland and um, a couple movements from the cello suites, which like everybody – and loves, or That's... you should. Um, then we've got the uh, Takamitsu. Uh, Toru Takamitsu is a Japanese composer, was a Japanese composer. He died in the 90s, I believe. Um, mm -hmm. A solo flute piece that uh, Sally Schlichting is playing that leads us, I think, really well into what I think of as the, the meat of the program. It's the last three movements of Olivier Messiaen's uh, Quartet for the End of Time, which was written in a prisoner of war camp in uh, World War II. So he's wow. in a Nazi prisoner of war camp. There was a soldier there at the camp who knew who Messiaen was, got him like a uh, manuscript paper pencils and a piano to work with. And he wrote this piece and it was perf uh, first performed in this, uh, in this prisoner of war camp, which, and, and it is, it is a stunning, mm -hmm. but thorny 
piece of music wow. that ends with a huge meditation that that kind of goes off into um, off into eternity. It That's really feels so like. great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then we have after that a uh, a poem read by uh, Frank Delaney, who I think most at least theater people know. Um, that leads us into my piece, which is the the commission, I guess. <laughs> you commissioned yourself. <laughs> I commissioned myself because <laughs> the timeline was so short, and it's like, oh my god, I can't ask somebody else. To yeah, do this, yeah, so yeah. I got to buckle down and do it myself. <laughs> and does that have uh, movement as well? Or <laughs> yes, is, yeah, yeah. I'm just curious mm-hmm. how Haley's Haley's choreography is coming into play here. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, several of the movements have choreography. Not all of them. There's um, only a few, handful of us dancers. Uh, dancing in the production, and so um, we take breaks throughout the the piece, but yeah. but we do dance to the new movements. To That's dance cool. Yeah. What style is the music uh, of my piece? Yeah, <sighs> it's in my style. It's I don't in know Todd's what that style. is. <laughs> well, it's just, we don't know what that is till hundred years later. When <laughs> right? When people have codified this and said, yeah, "Oh yeah, yeah he's yeah. writing yeah. in the whatever." Um, but the so each of them, so it's the only uh, piece on the program with singing in it. And it's got okay. three movements. The first movement is uh, the poem of a young man in a concentration camp who wrote this piece. Mm. And um, yeah, it's really, <laughs> it's very, it's, it's, it's the one I wrote last because it was the hardest to deal with. Yeah. Um, you know, mm-hmm. basically I, I, and you know, I, I see this butterfly flying here and it's beautiful and he flies up high and he's gone and I will never see another butterfly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like this concert is going to be uh, hopeful, but also a little heartbreaking. Yeah, a little it'll, bit. It's, it, it's not going to be over. Us. Yeah. I, hopefully it'll move you. There's nothing. And I don't, I think reflective. Yeah. It's I mean, not, and more in like awe, not so much like it's yeah. going to depress us, but just right. moving. Yeah. In yeah. The There's sense nothing of like, wow, really you know? overtly graphic. That's yeah. going to be terrible and try yeah. to, tear you down or anything but beautiful visual art as well mm-hmm. yes. yeah so great yeah. i know you have a projectionist oh, great. Right. mitchell yep. coming back and mm-hmm. lighting designer mike inwood who people might know yep. and there's going to be all kinds of artistic components to this production there's poetry there's music there's silent music there's <laughs> silent dance there's <laughs> all kinds of things going on in this right. it's conflict and compassion hope for a world in turmoil um, thank you, Gunnith Cheese to William Todd Hunt and Haley Duran for coming in today. It's at JDHS Yada'a Kathlea Auditorium this Saturday, February 17th at 7.30 p.m. Sunday, February 18th at 2 p.m. And you can get tickets at orpheusproject.org. That's O-R-P-H-E-U-S project.org. Yeah. And I must add that, you know, uh, student ticket prices are $5. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I mean, okay, adults are a little more, but <laughs> I mean, not that much more. I think they're very reasonable, 30 for general, 25 for seniors, I and $5 for students. So it is totally uh, a great thing for kids to go to. It's not super long. There is no intermission, though. Yeah, in that, hour, 20, hour 20, you said, like yeah. hour 20, which mm-hmm. I think is great. It's, yeah. It sounds like it's jam-packed. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What is the word you say? Like in theater, we say break a leg. What do you say uh, we, for a concert? Well, oh, well, in opera, we say toy, 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 which is like the sound of spitting over somebody's left shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> toy, toy, toy. And what do you toy. say in dance? Mared. Yeah. yeah, I knew, I knew the dance one, Mared. Yeah, for dictionary. sure. Yeah. <laughs> Good to choose for being here today. I really appreciate Thanks, it. Man. And uh, Toy 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 and Mared and Break a Leg. All the good stuff. Because <laughs> Frank Delaney, a theater person, is in yes. it as well. Mm-hmm. Appreciate you coming in. Thank you.
Up next, what happens when you unleash curiosity? We'll find out from the Juno Steam Coalition next here on Juno Afternoon from KTOO. What we most often hear is bad news about our teens. That alters what we know is true. Most Alaska teenagers are doing positive things. They're volunteers, role models, and much more. Spirit of Youth tells these stories. In life, I feel a lot better knowing that I'm helping people every day and that I'm making an impact on the world. Like, you only get one life, and I hope that my name will be remembered. That was Catherine Heberstad, a recipient of the Spirit of Youth Phoenix Award in 2023. She has been recognized for her work with the Childhood Hemiplegia and Stroke Association, or CHASA. CHASA is an organization she uses to connect with and mentor students with cerebral palsy at her school, South Anchorage High. Having cerebral palsy herself, Haberstad has a relevant background that translates well to her community work and is useful to her peers with similar experiences. My, my way is through helping people with disabilities, um, and that's kind of the route I've chose because I enjoy helping people through my expertise. She fully believes that helping people is better for the community, the world, and the individuals who participate in these activities, including herself. I don't want to make this sound like it's, um, it's just for to, to make me look good or to make me feel good, but it'll help you feel good in the long run. And it'll also, you're giving back to your community. And that's like, you know, one of the most important things. For Spirit of Youth, I'm Alaska Teen Media Institute senior producer and peer mentor, Logan Tyler Smith. Do you know of a teenager making a difference where you live? Take some time right now to nominate them for Spirit of Youth. Get more information at spiritofyouth.org. Your donations bring Spirit of Youth stories to the airwaves. Support for this story comes from NSTAR Natural Gas Company. Support for Juno Afternoon comes from Heritage Coffee Roasting Company, providing Juno with locally roasted coffee for over 40 years, with cafes and drive through locations throughout Juno. More at heritagecoffee.com. This is Juno Afternoon from your listener-supported public media station, KTOO. I'm your host, Boston Christopher. On Monday, February 26th, from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m., a free event for K-5 families offers hands-on activities with rooms full of professionals. It comes from Juno Steam Coalition, and it's called Curiosity Unleashed. Here to share about it are Brenda Taylor and Story Oates from the Juno Steam Coalition. Thank you so much for being here today. How's it going? What's up? It's going it's well. good. Yeah. Happy to be here. Awesome. That's so great. First off, I want to acknowledge, because this was a good one for me to see, that as of last August, the A was added in. So no longer just STEM, but STEAM. And we know that the A stands for Arts, because it was, um, what do the other letters stand for in STEAM? So science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Yeah, it needed some arts in there. Definitely sure, needed right? arts. It needed some arts to round it out. Um, I mean, we need people in all those areas, so it's really great. But I just wanted to um, uh, talk about that. And how did that change come about? When did that happen and, and why did it happen? So it's been a, a change that's been considered for a long, long time, actually, um, because I think a lot of the 
goals that we have in terms of having interactive, engaging activities with kids are very similar to arts integration goals. Mm. So very, very similar goals. Um, and the question was, like, does STEM need to be by itself as well? Or um, And finally, what we decided was that by putting that A in for arts, it's really actively acknowledging the creativity that's already inherent and necessary to doing all of those other fields, right? Science and technology and engineering and math. You can't do it without creativity and imagination and design and all of those things that are a huge piece of art and are what are developed by doing arts. So that would be one piece. And then I think the other part is really in terms of living here in Aquan territory that like in terms of Clinket culture, the, my understanding is there's not a word for art, but yet everything that they're building is beautiful as well as functional and smart. And so that idea of steam, which is really functionality and how are we solving these problems and like making our world be livable and beautiful is is a holistic idea. So we're kind of acknowledging that's where we live. And that's that idea that we're getting from being here when we're also adding the A in. I love that. Gwyneth Cheese for that, because, you know, teachers may not even realize it, but math teachers and, and all that science teachers, they use the arts all the time to get through to the students. Right. And that's that's so that's great that that's being included. OK, so curiosity unleashed. What is it? Do you want to do this one? Or? Uh, sure. Go story. <laughs> <laughs> Brenda so, says go. Go. Uh, this is a great uh, event for families. Um, I participated for the first time last year, and I think we had almost 500 um, students, 600 students um, and families. And it's it's kind of two hours of the most fun chaos. Um, I love it. <laughs> There we had um, over 50 presenters. So, um, you know, steam experts uh, presenting and running activities for students. So, you know, students came in, um, you kind of had like a little checklist to see, you know, which ones they wanted to do. So you could see families. It was almost like going to Disney World. They're kind of figuring out, OK, what do we want to do? Where do we want to start? What where do we want to hit first? Mm. Um, and then go down the list. And students can stay at an activity anywhere from five minutes to half an hour. But there was a whole range of things, um, anywhere from, you know, looking through microscopes at different things to making seaweed bookmarks to um, interacting with rescue dogs, with sea dogs. So there was a lot of things to do, a lot of really great energy. And it was just really fun to see students and their families so engaged with a variety of um, you know, different activities happening. That's great. I know I mentioned in the intro there that it's for K through five families. Um, and so that's who should come to this event. And what is it that they're going to be looking for when they're there? What is it that they're, I know they're going to be experiencing all these things, but what's the purpose of going? Is it to get the students interested in different areas of things or to learn that there are so many options of things to do? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> High voice, yes. And? Yes. All of those things. Yeah. So it really is a chance for students to engage with um, a lot of different um, 
you know, a lot of different fields. Yeah. Um, so whether it's forestry or marine biology or technology, uh, I think actually one of my favorite activities is the take aparts where students are, you know, given like a toaster and they can actually take it apart and see how it works. Um, so there's oh, a that's cool. It, it really is. Um, so there's a lot of different things that they can do, but it's really a chance to, you know, just to demonstrate everyone is everyone is curious. Everyone has imagination, you know, and as we move through this world, how can we learn um, to ask questions? Yeah. You know, and I, I did a, an activity last year with microscopes. And really, the big question is, what do you see? Mm. Uh, so each student, you know, you're looking at the same slide, but there's a lot of different things on that slide. And so it was really interesting to see what different student, students took away from that activity. Oh, nice. Um, you know, and some, you know, brought their own things over to the dissecting scope. Like I had, you know, I had some fish otoliths out, the inner ear bones. And, you know, I had a student come up and actually asked to see if he could see a rock under the microscope. And I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, of course. So, you know, those students kind of can take their own interest and expand on it from some of these activities and be introduced to something brand new that they've never experienced before. That's it. We're talking about the STEAM Curiosity Unleashed, the Juno STEAM Coalition's event that's happening at Thunder Mountain High School. And it's on Monday, February 26th. It's free and it's from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. Now, I know this is a couple can weeks. Can I add one oh, yeah. thing on to, which is, so not only is it for kids. Okay. And as we've, we specifically called it Curiosity Unleashed for those reasons that Story was talking about. Kids yeah. are born with curiosity. Yeah. How do we give them a place for it to really zoom? But also by having families there and seeing, having the families see how excited the kids get about taking apart a, a toaster. It's like, oh, I could do that at home. How can I be bringing to home? To inspire the parents as well, Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like we have too. something as simple as here's some different kinds of wood, different hammers and different nails. Yeah. And which one's going to be most effective? You would be amazed at how many kids have not hammered a nail. Right. And it doesn't seem that exciting. But if you set it up in that curiosity way of like, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah. It becomes fascinating. And I think parents get as excited with the content as well as seeing the excitement within their kids that we hope that that goes home too. And they're doing more cool things at home. Because lots of times I think parents think, oh, that's STEM stuff. That's just school and the books. Right. But, it, but that's really not what it is, right? Like kids, we've all got this curiosity how do we just keep it going and get excited about it so really what you're saying brenda is that this is a trick that yeah. you're really getting the parents <laughs> to show up to inspire them to do more things at home i know I, I think it's great but it's like families all together now i know that i was saying that this is at thunder mountain high school and it's on monday february 26th which is a couple weeks away um and you might still need some help right yes. so let's talk about that real quick um, what can we? What can people do to help you? You need volunteers. You need other professionals to come out and pick a room and have something cool happen. What's going on with that? And how do we do? How do we get the information out about that? Absolutely. Do you want to just do sure? That yeah. Okay. So we are looking for steam experts to lead lead activities. Um, they can come in with an activity they already have, or we do have ready made kits, and you know, Steam Coalition is ready to talk through different ideas. Uh, again, we want to make sure the activities are really hands-on, interactive, engaging. 
Um, we're also looking for general volunteers just to help plan um, and help out the day of the event to make sure everything goes smoothly. It does take a lot of work, especially with so many, you know. Well, if it's 600 people are yeah. showing up, that's, <laughs> you need some volunteers. For sure. For sure. Um, and also teachers to help spread the word. Um, yeah. So to let their students know this is happening, get word out to families. And we really are just hoping that, you know, families come, um, you know, out that night and and really have an opportunity just to have fun um, doing something different. I think it sounds great. And I do want to let people know that if they want to find you, they can go to junosteam.com. I love that you already have an updated website and everything. <laughs> they also have an Instagram where you can follow along at junosteam on Instagram, or you can email junosteamcoalition at gmail.com. Is that where they would uh, email if they wanted to get in, uh, information on volunteering or if somebody wanted to maybe be a professional or come out and uh, give a workshop? Absolutely. They can email. If you just Google junosteam at our website, pops up and there's a page on our website that is Curiosity Unleashed. And that's got a form you can fill out. It's got more ideas about this Imagine If theme that we're particularly doing this year. There are lots and lots of ways. And I just want to stress what Story was saying again, that maybe you're already an amazing astrophysicist and you've, you're, I don't know, you're like a super, super STEAM expert, or maybe you just really want to encourage kids' curiosity we will take that whole range and it could be something you've already prepared or something that we help you prepare or something that we give you that's already prepared. I love that. And um, did you say that the theme is, did you say magic if? Imagine if. Oh, imagine if. So that goes back to the parent idea. Like how can we be helping parents think a little bit? So last year, for instance, our focus, we had a handout. Help your kids look more closely. Like what happens oh, when you yeah. look more closely, right? And we had ideas and a little... Um, sort of thinking routines and things. This year we decided, again, because of art, to do Imagine If. So how does thinking about design and art and creativity, how can we imagine the world that we wish that we were living in and use all those resources in the STEAM fields to solve those problems? Wow, that sounds great. So that's uh, um, not, presenters are welcomed to develop an activity that connects to that, but they absolutely don't have to. But yeah. we'll be encouraging families, we'll have some handouts for them, a little goodie bag for families to take home to help them do a little more imagining. It's their art cards and markers that they can be designing flying toasters or balloons <laughs> that are powering, you know, sailboats. So we're I going to love be it. encouraging that too. I love it. It's Curiosity Unleashed from the Juno Steam Coalition. It's happening Monday, February 26th from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. It's a free event for K through 5 families. Get on out. They're going to have a room rooms full of professionals, and you're going to learn all about hands-on activities and all the different STEM fields. STEAM. 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 Yes. STEAM fields. A. The, the A, we got to add the A. Um, and uh, for more information, you can find it at junosteam.com or junosteam on Instagram or email junosteamcoalition. I think it's junosteam.org. Oh, is it junosteam.org? Pretty sure. Oh, when I copied but, the information, oh. it says .com. Oh, okay, so we'll double check I better that. talk. But, but like you said, Google, just Google, Google Juno Steam. I, I Googled it. This, it popped up when yeah, I Googled you will, it. Yeah, you will find it on there. So, Gunnar Cheech for coming in today and telling us all about this awesome event. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. There we go. Okay, up next, the Nordic Film Festival is happening at the Gold Town. We'll chat about the next film in the in the festival, The Promised Land, next here on Juno Afternoon from KTOO.
KTOO would like to acknowledge that we broadcast from the homelands of the Akwan. The Klenedi have stewarded this area for thousands of years. Today, our studios sit on a spot, once part of the Tidelands, now covered over with buildings, roads, and parking lots. We recognize those families who travel to and from these Tidelands to fishing and hunting grounds and to gatherings in other villages and still cherish it as an important part of their way of life for today and for future generations. We'd like to take a moment and say thank you to the individuals who helped us craft our daily land acknowledgement. Gunnath Cheesh to Vera Starbard, who planted the idea of making it super place specific and guided us on pronunciation. Lillian Petershore, who created so much of the beautiful structure. Ishmael Hope, who gave us additional ideas, and Ernestine Hayes, Bob Sam, and Fran Houston, who gave important feedback. We are grateful to all those offering guidance as we grow as an organization. listening to Juno Afternoon from Studio 2K at KTOO. I'm your host, Boston Christopher. On February 21st and the 24th, the film The Promised Land will have showings at the Gold Town as part of the ongoing Nordic Film Festival. The film stars Mads Mikkelsen, Mikkelsen, and the film is both in Danish and has some German in it as well. It's gotten rave reviews. Here is a little bit of the trailer. Ludvikalien, velkommen til Halgus. Du vil forsøge at dyrke heden. Jeg vil bygge kongens første koloni derude. Det er fantastisk det, du er i gang med. Han får redderne chance for at blive her ude. Heden er Guds natur i alt sin pragt. Hvorfor kastrere et vildt bæst, der bare kan møde af frit? Han har Gud netop ikke sat mennesker på jorden for at skabe civilisation. Gud er kæres. Livet er kæres. Nej, krig er kæres. Men vinderen er den, som kan finde ud af at kontrollere kæres. Det er min jord. Det er kongens jord. Jeg arbejder for kongen. Hold op med at tale om kongen, som om du kender ham. Han ved ikke engang, du findes. Er du kommet til at lykkes med at bygge din koloni derude? Ja. Hvis du bekriger ham, så risikerer du alt. Schenkel stopper ikke før han er vandet. Jeg har brug for dig. Du vil bare have din adelige titel, så du kan mænge dig med de fine folk. Jeg må væk herfra. Vi vil fan ikke dø, for det er et helt projekt. Hold dig væk fra den. Er det forstået? Kaos, Livet er kaos.
That is a little bit of the trailer of The Promised Land. It's coming from the Nordic Film Festival, sponsored by the Sons of Norway and Friends of Scandinavia, Svalbard Lodge, and the Goldtown Theater. Joining me now in studio are Alfreda Nord, Cindy Spaniers from Sons of Norway, and Colette Costa from the Goldtown Theater. Thank you all so much for being here today. How are you all? Great. Great. Thank you. Thank you for having us, Boston. Of course. Well, let's say that movie stars Mad Mickelson, as I said in the intro. And let's just start out by saying that anything with Mads Mickelson in it is a must watch. All of it. Must watch, right? Start to finish. um, But tell us a little bit about the film, The Promised Land, and how it came to be a part of this festival. Whoever wants to chat about that. Well, I was in New York City in October, and there happens to be a Scandinavian center in Midtown Manhattan. And that was the first featured film of their Scandinavian festival beginning in October, in November, rather. But in October, when I was there, they had already sold out the tickets for the entire screening of it in November. So that's what really caught my interest. And I'm a big fan of the actor. Yeah, Mads Mikkelsen is a wonderful actor. Um, does all kinds of things. You've always mostly, I think, it, mostly people in America probably see him in movies as a bad guy. Yeah, a lot well, of the times he's, he's usually yeah <laughs> he usually gets cast in that kind of role. But he is a fantastic, well-rounded actor. So and that's a dancer. Good. Yeah, he's a trained oh, dancer. I didn't know he was, and a he dancer. was a semi-professional soccer player. Oh wow! Yeah, well-rounded. Well, yeah, when you're like when you're from the northern countries, you have to be good at everything. Yeah, that's how they let you stay there. All right. So, Alfreda, let's talk about the Sons of Norway. Tell us a little bit about this organization. Well, it was founded um, in, I think, 1905. Mm. Um, Wow. And um, it's a fraternal organization. um, And we are struggling with an aged a aging uh, population, mm. uh, and so we hope to enter into do to 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 get some new new blood, new blood, uh, younger blood, younger uh, blood <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> So is it sort of like the idea of part of the film festival, too, is to get the name of Sons of Norway out there so that people might go, what is Sons of Norway? And I know I was looking it up a little bit, and I know that members enjoy celebrating the heritage, culture, and caring values of Norway, um, and that it's been around for 125 years. And part of your mission is to promote and preserve the heritage and culture of Norway and to celebrate uh, the relationship with other Nordic countries, which I think is great. And you have this lodge, which I'm assuming that people get together and, and hang out, or is the lodge a mental lodge? No, it's a, we get together. Okay. Um, and we will get together uh, at the, uh, let's see, on uh, th- Thursday, uh, the 24th. Okay. No, Saturday the 24th, we will get together at um, the, the Prospector. Uh, hmm? The Prospector? The, no, uh, at uh, not at the Prospector. Um, 
Do, is there a, is there a website that people can find out more information? They can look up the specific location. Yes, well, I'm the publicity director, and uh, they will be able to go to the Facebook, and I will send out um, a, a memo. Okay, memo so like basically on the Facebook, we can search for Sons of Norway Juno. And that right. will bring up your page. And right. on there, you list all the information about right. where you're meeting and when. Right. And also, you're going to come to this film festival and see the films on the 21st and the 24th. Right. And you can ask questions then. I'm sure there'll be representatives from the festival there, yes. right? Yes. Um, okay. And so how did this idea for the Nordic Film Festival, how was it born? That was several years ago, even before um, COVID. I, I think by now we're yeah. always defining time before and after <laughs> it's COVID. True. It is true. Um, I think this is the sixth one, if I'm not it's mistaken. either five or six. I was looking back. And we even did one yeah. outside during COVID. Oh, yeah. we, we had a drive-in drive in oh, Scandinavian nice. Festival. I remember watching the movie um, about the explorer, the Norwegian explorer Amundsen, um, in, a, in a, a blizzard. I mean, a literal, literal blizzard. We had to yeah. keep on <laughs> right. Uh, running the windshield wipers in order to get the snow off <laughs> you know, so we could watch the movies. It's very, oh, it's very so fitting for that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the, the southern, southern, south pole, wasn't he? Yeah. North pole? One yeah. of the poles. One of the poles. He found him. Well, before he, he we run out of... He went to both. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know what? You went to both. Why? Because he's from the North Country. Yeah, why not? They got to be good at everything. They got to be able to go everywhere. So, uh, Costa, I just want to say, um, I just wanted to ask you too. I've noticed recently that I see a lot of people saying they're having events at the Goldtown Theater. Is it not called the Goldtown Nickelodeon anymore? Its official name is the Goldtown Nickelodeon. Okay, I was just, just got checking. a lot to put into an email. Right, that's true. I understand yes. that. Okay, and there are also a number of other theaters in the country called the Nickelodeon. So I was trying to sort of. I see. From that. Okay, I got gotcha. you, yeah. and it's wonderful because you. You promote so many wonderful things and you're hosting you. the Sons of Norway Festival. And I just want to mention that The Promised Land is just the, like the second film in this festival. They're kind of monthly. And you can mm-hmm. find out more about the next films that are coming up. You can probably see that on the list at goldtownnick.com or at there. the Facebook page uh, for The Sons of Norway. You'll be able to find out more information about um, the different films that are coming in. But this film, The Promised Land, which sounds so good, it's a historical drama, yeah. um, which follows Mads Mikkelsen epic. as Captain Ludwig Kallen, an impoverished Danish officer who retires after 25 years, but his small pension leaves him destitute. Destitute. And so it's going to have all that great sort of Nordic feel. And you could hear from the trailer, it's got that great sweeping music and all that all that good yeah. stuff. It's a big, it's a, it's a, it's a big picture. I mean, yeah. it is a sweeping up. It's 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 seventeenth century Norway, and he's trying to become a nobleman. So he wants to. Yeah. The king has given this order to. They just had this war with Germany. They won, and they they're trying to take this heath and turn it into a farm farming area. Right. And this guy is he's going to do it, and he's going to. It's his way of trying to become a nobleman. I love and so it. there's a whole class structure thing that's happening, and. Um, and this is a, I mean, this is a solid direct, you know, when we're looking for these films, there's plenty of, you know, of films from Denmark, Norway. Yeah. And you're trying to narrow them down. And this, I mean, this one always pops up because it's Mads. So you're going to get it. It's an easy one. Yeah. yeah um, an easy but one. this director has done a number of, of really terrific films. We almost did, we did almost did one a couple of years called Riders of Justice, a great action flick also with Mads. Um, but the next film that we do in um, 
March, which is called Hilma, which is another historical biopic about this uh, woman artist. It's a uh, woman's uh, history month in March. So we put that one there. And she was this incredible artist in the 18th century. She was, a, um, I think, a contemporary of Klimt and just doing amazing stuff. And that director... Um, Hallie, uh, his last name is escaping me, but he's done, I mean, he did Chocolat with uh, Johnny Depp some years ago, and he did My Life as a Dog, which is like one of the best foreign films ever made. Yeah. And he's, his, his credits are incredible. So we've got him uh, next month. Well, keep track of the schedule. This film, The Promised Land, will be showing Wednesday, February 21st at 6.30 p.m. again, and again on Saturday, February 24th at 4 p.m., at the Gold Town Nickelodeon Theater at 171 Shattuck Way in Juneau. Right here. Um, and you can find out more or get tickets at goldtownnick.com. You can find out more about the Sons of Norway on their Facebook page. Just Google Sons of Norway Juno on Facebook and you'll find out more information. And maybe consider becoming a member if you're into you that kind of thing. And, and um, help out Frida out and get some some younger people in there. They want some young blood. And some young blood. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's well, a great group of people. Well, they, it sounds great. It sounds like a lot of fun. Well, thank you so much for coming in and telling us about the thank film you, festival. Boston. And we'll see you again maybe next month for the next film in the on the list. So I appreciate y'all coming Wonderful. in. Thanks so much. Okay, up next, we'll chat with Nami Juno all about their upcoming family and friends seminar this coming Saturday. You're listening to Juno Afternoon on KTOO. Sounds wild. Hi, I'm Riley Woodford for the Alaska Department of Fish and Game. On a hike in the southeast forest, I see a flash of brown in a spruce tree. A squirrel, I think, but it's too big. And before it disappears, I realize it's a marten. Martin are weasels with long, narrow bodies and sharp claws, good for climbing trees. The weasels are an adaptable bunch. Where otters are weasels adapted to an aquatic life, Martin have adapted to a more arboreal life. They hunt red squirrels in trees and eat birds they catch or eggs they can raid from nests. Their claws are retractable. And so they're perfectly at home on the ground too, taking prey as big as hares and hunting bulls under the snow in winter. They scavenge wolf kills and eat spawned out salmon carcasses. They're not strict carnivores and eat berries and seeds in season. American martin are found in forests throughout Alaska and Canada. In the lower 48, they're typically called pine martin. A second species of martin, the Pacific martin, is found on Admiralty and Kuyu Islands in southeast Alaska and in some parts of the western United States and Canada. Pacific martin and American martin likely diverged during the Ice Age after being isolated from one another. And the Pacific Martin colonized areas of the West as the ice sheets receded. For Sounds Wild, I'm Riley Whitford. You're listening to Community Supported Juno Afternoon on KTOO at 104.3 Juno, 91.7 Juno Ock Bay, and online at ktoo.org. I'm your host, Boston Christopher. This Saturday, February 17th, NAMI Juno offers their Friends and Fam- Family and Friends Seminar. Uh, NAMI Juno provides education, advocacy, support, and public awareness so individuals affected by mental illness can build better lives. And the Family and Friends Seminar is just one of the many services it offers to the community of Juno. And here to tell us more is Meryl Chu, Program Coordinator for 
Nami Juno, or as we were talking about, Nami Juno. You can say it either way, right, Meryl? You absolutely can. I yeah. say Nami. Nami. Yeah. And some people say Nami. Some people say <laughs> Nami. Um, uh, they, they they don't mind either way. Either way. It's all good. <laughs> um, so, Gunnath Chisha Yigudi, thank you for so much for being here today. Wasa Iati, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having us back to talk about the seminar. Appreciate yeah, absolutely. It. So just remind folks um, what NAMI Juno is. Yeah, we're a local nonprofit that focuses on supporting mental health within the community. So like you shared, we offer a variety of free support groups and classes for folks living with mental health conditions and their family members. Um, and we're also just a resource if you're in Juno and you're looking for mental health support, you can call us or fill out the contact form on our website and we can help direct you to a therapist or a support group or something that might be supportive for you. So mental health questions coming our way is what we're there for. That's awesome. And I know that this family and friends seminar, um, tell us a little bit about that. Like I know that it's, it's for the family and friends of those uh, maybe with mental health issues, right? And so it's, it's, it's a support group. It's uh, it's or is it because it's called a seminar? So I guess I'm wondering what 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 the what's the difference? That's a good question. Yeah, it's a little bit more um like a class in the sense that mostly what participants do in this seminar is kind of sit and listen, and there's a little bit more of a presentation. We do have our family support group that happens twice a month. Oh man, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, exactly. I I know we've talked about (laughs) that on the show before. Okay. Yeah, and so people can come to the support group to talk about what's going on for them. But this seminar, it's kind of a it's sort of an intro to NAMI it's sort of a intro to having this conversation if you're newer to um, talking about mental health within your family or newer to supporting someone it's kind of a how to get started learn a little bit of facts about mental health conditions about mental illness learn a little about what NAMI Juno can do to support you and meet some of the folks who are involved in that community who run the support groups who teach the classes I see so it's more educational um, information uh, instructional and that sort of is it for people who may be new to the arena of mental health like in terms of if they have someone who is a, a family or a friend and they're trying to understand um, is that who should be coming to this particular seminar? Yeah, I think that is a great audience member, a great participant for this seminar is maybe you have a loved one who recently was diagnosed with something or who doesn't have a diagnosis yet, but you've noticed that there's some mental health stuff going on. Or maybe you're new to supporting someone in your life who has had a diagnosis for a long time, but it's new to you. So maybe you want just a little bit of information of like, what is a mental illness in the first place? What are some resources in Juno that can support me? Um, And we talk a little bit as well of just some communication skills. What are some little tidbits that might be helpful in communicating with someone you love who's experiencing challenges related to their mental health or some way? And it is kind of that introductory level. Um, Although anyone is welcome if you have a loved one and you also just want to meet other people in Juno who are maybe going through something similar to you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And where does it take place? Yeah, it'll be at 8711 Teal Street, which is the Teal Street Center. It's the new building that shares a parking lot with the Glory Hall. So um, behind, if you drive behind the Mendenhall Mall and you see the Glory Hall, we share a building there and it's just on the ground floor conference room. Yes, yeah, that great new complex that houses mm-hmm. so many great services and um, helpful um, community groups in there. Yeah. And it is interesting because mental health has 
you know, probably the definition or, or different things about it have expanded over time and there's nuances, right? And so this is a great class to sort of figure out what that means for you and your loved ones. Um, do I have to register? Yeah, it's great if folks register. It's free. We don't ask a lot of information from you, but it's mostly just so I can send you a reminder. And you can do that <laughs> at uh, namijuno.org slash family and friends. Um, and if you follow us on social media, it's all over there as well. But registry, registering is helpful, but not required. If you forget, you can still come. <laughs> just show up. And yep. again, it's happening at what time on Saturday? It'll be 3 to 5 p.m. on Saturday. 3 to 5 p.m. Mm -hmm. And this is just a one-time class, right? I don't. It's not something I'm registering for that's going to be weeks of my life. It's two hours, show up, learn a little something, um, and find out ways that NAMI can support you. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of a way to dip your toes into the NAMI world, I would say, as a loved one. Um, and you'll learn about other opportunities that you may or may not be interested in, but this is no commitment. It's just two hours, um, and you'll get to meet, I think I said, you'll You'll get to meet some of the folks who do facilitate our family support group. Um, I will be there. I work at NAMI Juno, um, folks who teach some of our other classes. So you'll see a familiar face if you come back. That's great. It's Saturday, February 17th from 3 to 5 p.m. at the Teal Street Building. It's NAMI Juno's Family and Friends Seminar. Um, and it's a perfect opportunity for people to learn. It's two hours long. And Meryl, thanks so much for coming in and telling us all about it. And for more information or to register, you can go to NAMI, N-A-M-I, NAMIJuno.org slash family and friends. Going to cheese for Th being here today. do it for today's Juno Afternoon. Have a heart-filled Wednesday. Tomorrow, Culture Rich Conversations continues with part two of Black Love, looking at Black Love and the Black lived experience in Alaska. That's tomorrow at 3 p.m. Juno Afternoon airs Tuesday through Friday at 3 p.m. here on KTOO Juno 104.3 and KAUK Juno Ock Bay 91.7. Hello out the road. Find the show online at KTOO org slash Juno Afternoon, where you can listen to episodes, subscribe to the podcast, offer suggestions or feedback, or find out how to be a guest on the show. Our theme music is by Indian Agent. Juno Afternoon is a project of the KTOO Arts and Culture Team. I'm Boston Christopher, producer and host of the program, with help today from Aaron Tripp. Thanks, and have a glorious Juno evening. Thank you.